Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and this is my co-host Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we are doing our four-year podcast retrospective. Wow. We've made it four years in uh, this podcast and we're going to be... an unbelievable amount of time. It is. It really is unbelievable. I I can hardly remember my life before I was making this (laughs) podcast. And um, so today we're going to take a moment to look back at the last four years uh, and appreciate some of the people who helped us get here. Uh, Here's a little outline for today's show. We're going to be doing trivia about the podcast and the Twitch stream. Just some interesting statistics as we have that kind of thing. Uh, We are also going to be talking about our guest appearances on other podcasts and also giving out episode awards. We're going to be giving out awards to episodes that we've made uh the ones that really uh typify various that's right attributes and (laughs) categories that we're going to be uh deciding ourselves so we've got a great episode for you today let's get it started with a little bit of podcast trivia so the podcast was started on january 9th of 2018 which means that it is four years old or 1,469 days old. That's right. The last time we did a retrospective was our 50th episode, and the podcast was just over 400 days old. So the last time we've looked back was 1,000 days ago. Wow. Yeah. We're reaching our uh, 1,500th birthday. Yeah. Do you ever celebrate your metric birthdays? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Your 10,000th day should be coming up soon. Mine was not that long ago. Okay. I will potentially <laughs> put keep it in the calendar thing, you know, a little <laughs> counter, and, it will, and you can, and then you can do something special. Hey, an excuse to celebrate, right? Sure, I'm always looking for excuses. I mean, what is this episode if not an excuse to celebrate? <laughs> True, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've done 142 affable chat episodes. These are pretty much some in the beginnings are a little bit uh, going different directions, but pretty much. Affable Chat episodes are reviews of something, a movie, a video game, a book. Uh, So we've done 142 of those episodes, and we've done 41 off-script episodes, which are the ones that are explicitly not about movies. Right, and that totals to 183 total episodes. Uh, If you're playing at home, you already got that. (laughs) Quick maths. (laughs) So we've done a lot, and it's, it's wild because when we were first getting into this, it felt like every like milestone of like every 10 was like whoa we got to 30 yeah we got to 60 and now it's just it almost feels like a just an unstoppable stream of content where i don't even really pay attention to the number besides just incrementing right what was it last time i had to add one to that yeah i mean we're reaching 200 um pretty close to that although it's gonna take us a little while i mean a couple of months for sure for sure but it's uh it's one of those things where you look at a lot of your, at least I look at a lot of my favorite podcasts, the ones that are not just short series is, and you see numbers like 300, 400. Right. You know, and that's like, there's plenty of room to go, you know, and, and some of those podcasts don't even hit their stride until hundreds in. So uh, gives you something to kind of strive for that's and right. keep going. So we've had a lot of guests on Affable Chat. Uh, something I'm proud to say. This is a collaborative effort. As as much as I love to talk to you, Joey, and I do <laughs> love to talk to you, uh, it is also fantastic to be able to bring in other people from our lives and also from the internet who are just interested in talking about movies with us, um, which gives us this impressive uh, lineup metric. of metric, yes, of guests who have appeared on affable chat so we have had 75 guest appearances on affable chat and that just means 75 different instances of a person appearing on affable chat uh could be with somebody else could be on their own but those we've had 75 guest appearances total on affable chat so far and uh of those 75 uh we've had 25 unique guests that's right uh, show up so 25 different people have uh, agreed to lend their voice to the apple chat podcast uh which is um pretty cool and we we actually went back and did some stats on this because of course when you're talking about this the totality of guest appearances on this podcast we have to know who's pulling the most weight that's right who's (laughs) showing up the most time and um we want to go over our top five appearances 
as a guest. And this is not uh, rating it in some sort of uh, subjective metric right. of if who did the on, best job. If you came around the most times, it means we liked you the most. So. <laughs> that is not <laughs> necessarily what that means. But uh, we're going to be going over our top five uh, amount of appearances. So at number five, we have a three-way tie uh, with four appearances each. We've got Scott Miller, Evan White, and my brother, Gabriel. So appreciate seeing these guys. It's interesting to see what part of the timeline. Yeah. Evan was like all at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and Scott Miller and Gabriel both been kind of uh, sprinkled in throughout. Uh, Scott, the most recent, of course, That's as right. he was our episode last week. Just got into the week. four club. That's right. <laughs> a big achievement as it also got him, him a t-shirt. Top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the four club or just like a hat that has the number four Isn't that what on they do it. in SNL? What? Oh, have, for the when they host appearances or something yeah. like that. Um, I don't know, but I do know it's an achievement to host SNL like a bunch of times. Right. But um, okay, so that's number five. Now moving up to number four is Corey Novotny from He's Done It podcast. Which, if you are really involved in the lore of the Apple Chat podcast, <laughs> you'll know that I was Corey's co-host on the Ben and Corey podcast, which then became He's Done It podcast. Which you know, if I had unlimited time in the day, I would of course be on as many podcasts as I could. Right. But I had to make the decision to focus on my own thing. But Corey has always been willing to lend a hand in uh, and guest a guest appear and a voice <laughs> and appear on Apple Chat, which is why he's number four with six appearances. At number three, we have Tony Stank with seven appearances. Tony Stank, a man of many names. That's uh, true. We've also referred to him as Anthony. Uh, a sci-fi aficionado. That's right. And uh, also streaming television service. Uh, yeah, a watcher. Watcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's a close friend and a uh, savvy uh, media critic yes. so we love to get his perspective on uh, the different things that we watch that uh he also watches so um impressive number at seven yeah uh having him be our number three most frequently appeared guest now we get into the top two which they're really in a league of their own that's true <laughs> it was neck and neck while we were doing the tally you know it was back and forth you know one of them was out ahead but eventually there was a clear winner he pulled a whole head ahead that's right so at number two close to number one but not quite we've got nick heredia the musical artist you can find his stuff on spotify and all the other music services he appeared on apple chat he has appeared on apple chat 12 different times almost twice as much as anthony <laughs> right almost twice as much as the the next most uh and I mean, we've done everything with Nick. Of course, he is almost a guaranteed uh, feature on off-script episodes mm -hmm. for the most part. I love talking with Nick about whatever. But also, we've reviewed uh, A Clockwork Orange with Nick. Nick was part of our ensemble cast for <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Nick has been around, and uh, we love to get his perspective on stuff. And finally, our number one most appearances uncontested on that's right in a league of his own we have coos with 13 distinct appearances on affable chat got to give it up for our number one guest yeah play the applause noise yes thank you yes there it is there, there it is. yes and uh well deserved in fact uh with the way that coos has uh absolutely dropped everything uh to be able to contribute almost uh the third host on after chat <laughs> if you will uh, <laughs> yes and uh, so shout out to our top five guests and shout out to all of our guests really it's one of my favorite like early on in the podcast there's a lot of things that were the main focus for me like part of it is just honing my skills in audio editing the other is getting better at media analysis and at this stage of the podcast i think the most compelling thing to me is being able to share what we do with other people to get them involved and give them an opportunity to contribute definitely i mean it's so nice getting to meet other people that are also interested in this um i mean we did we did a bunch of collaborations this year and a bunch of people came on to our podcast that we had never met before never even met in person 
Um, and it was, you know, it's always a breath of fresh air to meet new people that are interested in the same thing you are and have their own thing going and have been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, it's, it's nice when you have someone who knows how audio works as well. Yes. But, um, (laughs) no, it's just, it's great getting to meet new people this way and to reconnect with your friends and, you know, kind of dive deep into what they think about things. It gives them an opportunity to express themselves and also for us to get to know them better. Um, so it's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I hope that people feel that that's something, you know, they're helping us in a big way as well to, to go on there, you know, like to some people, it's like they, we're giving them a platform to get their opinions out, but also they're helping us to push this thing along. So um, once again, thank you to all of our guests that have gotten us uh, through our first four years as a podcast. So next on our metrics list, we have total listens. Uh, we're at 39,000 uh, listens as of this moment yes um over the course of four years and our most popular episodes the episodes that are contributing the most to this from five to one uh at number five is our very first episode reservoir dogs uh with 515 listens um that one is uh that was is a special one i mean it's it before really i think i even had a microphone i think i was using my phone <laughs> And it's also, it has history that extends beyond the podcast because when you and I met in college, this was one of the films that you used to kind of open my eyes to the idea of sitting down and analyzing a movie beyond just watching it. And and I know that sounds so obvious, but, um, and I've talked about this before, but it was something that I just did not really do. I watched movies sometimes and I thought they were okay. Some movies I was like, that's cool i was really cool but i didn't put very much effort at all into analyzing the media i was consuming and joey when i met him it really he the way that he would talk about the things that we watched together um really opened my eyes to this possibility that there's more to this that there's something more that i can get uh from the cool movies i'm watching if i am willing to put in a little bit of effort and um and I, that's another reason why this movie sticks out to me because i i don't know if i can say like reservoir dogs is the best movie i've ever seen but it's one of my favorite movies because of what it means to me in like the larger landscape of watching movies yeah no that's really nice of you to say <laughs> i appreciate that um no i the reason why i I picked this movie as our first one was because I already knew we had stuff to talk about. You know, we kind of removed some of the variables from the podcast landscape. We're like, okay, what's something we already know we can talk about? We'll just try to figure out the technical aspect of this more so. And um, no, it worked out great, I think. And it was a lot of fun. And we just basically kept going and saying, what's next? What are we going to do next? It makes me happy to know that people who are checking out, because nobody is finding the Reservoir Dogs podcast first off. So they're, It's really bare. You it, have to dig pretty far. Right, but that's the thing, is people listen to a different episode and they're like, wow, I've got to start this from the beginning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a continuation. There's a story I'm missing here. I have to, <laughs> I have to start from the very beginning. Yes. Um, the next on the list uh, is our episode, Scoopity Whoop Poop Poop. Yes. Which was, I don't think I was even on this episode. No, this was me and I believe this was Evan White. This was an early episode and it was like a precursor to off script. Yeah. This was more, uh, because when we started the podcast, I I think a lot of like young content creators have this urge to make something, but they don't know what to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky that you are interested in collaborating because you helped me to become more focused and have like a, an actual goal. Uh, off script now still is, but also back then these more off script ish episodes were an opportunity to just sit down and have a conversation, see where it goes. And this was one of them where we were talking about Kanye West's song. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's the one where basically he drops this amazing beat that was supposed to be given to Drake, is I think what the story is. Mm. But as a flex, Kanye like used the beat for himself and didn't use any lyrics. He just said a combination of scoopity whoop, poop, poop, scoop, like over this beat, basically butchering it and ruining it. <laughs> but it was it was in a way to say, like, I don't I don't need you, Drake. Like I can do this on my own. So um I'm completely blown away that it's here, honestly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is not one of my favorite episodes no. we've done. <laughs> um, next on the list is CinemaSins, where we talked about our experience watching CinemaSins 
and sort of the discourse surrounding them as a, a toxic uh, movie review franchise. Um, but I mean, I think I expressed in that episode and I still feel this way. It was definitely an entrance for me into like, like media criticism and movie analysis in general. Just having someone challenge what I'm seeing on screen in general made me think more critically. Eventually, I feel like I outgrew them. The same with you. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're still doing the same thing over and over and not really expanding anything. Um, but that's something that we constantly tell each other. It's like, you're always trying to make this better. Always trying to do something different. Always trying to do something better. Yes. And also f- seeing things that get criticized that aren't really worth criticizing. Too. Yeah. Like in that conversation, I think I... I took a closer look at what CinemaSins is and and tried not to emulate that because a lot of the things that they a lot of the times they dunk on movies is totally unwarranted and more just yeah because the movie is covered for that thing or exactly. they did something that actually did it and they're taking it out of context or purposely misconstruing things sometimes as a joke but it's never clear if it's a joke or not yeah um no we've I think we learned a lot from that too in terms of nuance and for you know, being charitable to movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think that it's another example of a m- episode that's not specifically... It, it's interesting because it is about movie criticism, but it's not about a movie specifically, right. too, which I is, I definitely enjoy doing movie analysis. I mean, how can I not? We've been doing this for weeks. But um, I do also like that kind of springboarding off of that and being able to talk about other things uh, with some sort of expertise. Yeah, definitely. Next on our list is Phantom of the Opera. Um, this is, I actually really like this episode. Me too. Uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> I love the music. I, I'm, I'm willing to look past a lot of the uh, flaws to be able to enjoy the music. And, and like also just kind of the style, you know, there's, there's something iconic about Phantom of the yeah, Opera. Yeah, it's stupid though. <laughs> the sword fighting. My favorite part is definitely when uh, what's his name is uh, uh, he just watches the performance from his uh, bride to be and he says, Bravo! And he stands yes. up and claps three times and then immediately Leaves. launches into a song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is that's towards the beginning. Yeah. And uh, but also like, the concept of a prima donna really is uh, exemplified in yeah. this one with that prima donna song. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's it's not the best movie, but I I really enjoy it. It's something else. Um, the last. Uh, oh, well, and actually, I want to comment. The reason there's undoubtedly a reason why this is our second most listened to episode, right? And it's because we're hosted on SoundCloud, and I bet there are people trying to find. Fan of the opera music on SoundCloud and they find our podcast instead. <laughs> Hopefully they stick around. Yeah, there you go. Um, and finally, at the top of our list with 940 listens is Batman Begins, um, which is uh, part of our Batman series, the very first one in our Batman series. This one stands above the rest um, in terms of listens as well. Um, and we're not exactly sure why. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is it somehow got featured somewhere, um, somewhere else in like a small podcast, and then people kind of flock to it because it's not like thousands of listens; it's like a couple hundred more. Right. But it's still, um, I don't know, it's still good. I really like that episode. I like the Batman series we did, even though uh, I'm pretty sure that's the one where we decided that we needed a format. That's yes, actually, it <laughs> is. It is. Um, well, I, I'm not. We sure just if... kept going longer and longer with oh, this episode. Yeah. That might actually be the episode. Yes, because we were going on two three hour long odysseys yes really tearing these movies apart and that would be the end of my day it, like yeah. i would start at what like 9 a.m and then we would talk for three hours i would miss lunch yep and now i'd be like i'm too tired to do literally anything else yeah i've just been talking about batman for three hours we learned we needed to work smarter not yes. harder <laughs> and uh yes that was and also just a great movie on its own too i like to think some of that is just that people like batman begins but it's um, possibly also like some sort of algorithm just caught us at the right time, you know, and recommended us. But uh, if you're out there and you're the big booster for Batman Begins. You've been listening to Batman Begins on repeat for years at this point. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) We'd love to uh, send you a thank you or something. But uh, there we go. Those are our top five most popular episodes. And uh, we that's actually a really great time to segue into our different series. So, the way that we go about choosing what movies to watch is basically <laughs> shooting from the hip. Right. 
I mean, you imagine like a big dartboard, right? And then there's like a, but it's on like a shelf that has movies behind it. And you're throwing darts. And sometimes you hit the dartboard, but sometimes you hit a movie and then you watch a different movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly, that's a really good way to put it because we have a list. I think everybody has a list. Oh yeah. Either you have- I have a list for myself. If you have a real list, I have a list that I share with my girlfriend. I have a list that I- it's like a, it's like a scratch off thing in my apartment. Yeah, there's always something else to watch. Yep. And um, even then, I feel like the how you're feeling in the moment really overrides everything. And um, so we have lists, we have movies we want to do, but we just decide the week prior, and then that's the one that we do. That's it. And we try to alternate, giving each other the like uh, opportunity to make the call for that week, um, but. As much as we love doing that, we also want to take advantage of the fact that this is a pretty much weekly podcast that we um, are able to do over a long period of time, which gives us the opportunity to take a look at a larger scope of film. So we decided to start doing series. And like we mentioned before, back in 2018, we did our first series on Batman, where we looked at a different Batman movie from each decade starting with Batman 1989, then we did Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, and then finally Lego Batman. Each of these has a different Batman in it. Yep. Um, a completely different director. Uh, and it's kind of, they're all you know around, well, Batman and Robin and Batman and even Batman Begins is sort of in the same vein, um, but they are very different movies. And then Lego Batman is, of course, like a meta commentary on Batman too, which I think is a great way to kind of wrap that up. Totally. But, um, no, those were. It's fun to look at that, and now I feel like we can say we're Batman experts. Definitely, we, we know a lot about Batman. We, <laughs> we watch a lot of Batman movies. I think we know plenty, and we, we our expertise actually well, got, it's come in handy. Yeah, it has come in handy. I got to talk about Batman on the Super Bracket Brothers right. podcast, but also it just gave me a greater appreciation for the Bat. You know, it mm-hmm. was uh, he's a character that is very ubiquitous, and if that is just automatic going into it like as a in my youth batman had like already been super popular so it was just you know he is batman and being able to see him through the decades and see bad batman and good batman in the sense of like how well the portrayal is done um helps me to see batman for who he really is like a really a modern day myth which is very i i think that's very cool love him or hate him or love various movies or hate you have to admit he's spitting straight Wrapping hooks. He's de- <laughs> that too. I loved learning that Batman's true supernatural ability is at being amazing at using grappling hooks. So I, I got a lot out of that series. <laughs> the next series we did was for Chris Tucker, um, not a character, but an actor. Mm-hmm. We did Rush Hour, we did Friday, and The Fifth Element. Yes. Um, yeah, this again, the same kind of idea. We wanted to see Chris Tucker in different performances. Um, in different environments and see how he like held up as an actor um and yeah overall he's a very impressive person i mean the first two movies friday and rush hour he's basically playing himself Mm -hmm. but um there's a certain you know charisma and energy that he brings to the movie that makes him entertaining to watch even if he isn't really a great actor yeah yeah exactly and and the thing that i loved about the fifth element was the ability to use the essence of of chris tucker because like we said he kind of plays himself in rush hour and friday Mm -hmm. they're two completely different characters one of them is a a marijuana dealer the other one is um a A cop a cop yeah so he's like the opposite but somehow the same person yes because it's just chris tucker which again is great a lot of there's a lot of just uh raw enthusiasm and charisma that chris tucker brings across but the fifth element he doesn't star in it and it show it's a great example of using chris tucker um and you know in a role that emphasizes what is great about him uh and actually makes him act and be somebody else besides chris tucker right and um it goes over so great yeah but this series was really fun um I mean, just getting to watch these fun movies mm-hmm. um, over and over. And then, you know, Jackie Chan's in Rush Hour. So that's like, you know, it's an extra element of, uh, you know, excitement. Um, and then the fifth element is such a insane, like crazy movie. Uh, there's so many different things going on, but there's so much to talk about, too. 
Um, so that's that's a fun one to do. Definitely. And it was I was always a Chris Tucker fan, and now I feel like I understand more now you understand why I love it. Chris yeah. Tucker. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, actually, that's a good uh, segue because we've got uh, Bruce Willis in The Fifth Element, uh, which gets us into our Die Hard Oh, wow. (laughs) Where is he going with this? (laughs) Which is a um, long series. (laughs) Well, we did. Okay. So the other ones, for all our other series, we did them all in a row. Right. Um, Die Hard, we spaced out because we didn't think we'd be able to stand it. We thought, well, either Benjamin would kill me. (laughs) <laughs> or, or the podcast would end. <laughs> right. So we spaced this one out over a, a long series, uh, about a year, I would say. I don't think it was a year. I think it was like a few months, yeah. actually. We, we did, uh, you know, anytime we were kind of ran into a wall or something, we were like, why don't we just do the next shot, Die Hard? So, yeah. Um, we spaced them out to give us a kind of a breathing room. but Definitely. And, um, of course... Now I can name all the diehards. Yes, uh, not just because you have them listed in front of you. Right. Well, I wrote <laughs> this by memory, so I hope I got it right. Die Hard or the Vengeance is the third one. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Live Free or Die Hard is the one. I mean, the the thing is, for how frustrating the this series is because it keeps going on. Like it it, <laughs> it kept every movie in this series feels like it could have ended a movie earlier it's like right. you make die hard then you make die hard 2 and you're, you're like, like that wasn't bad but didn't i think we could really need die hard though. yeah we could have just had die hard and then when die hard 3 comes out you're like that was honestly that one i don't think fits what i'm trying to say here because i think die hard 3 is better than die hard 2 die hard 3 is the sequel that we deserve yeah. should have been die hard 2 yeah and then that should have been it but then Die Hard 4 comes out, and you're like, wow, we definitely should have just had the Die Hard trilogy. Yes. And Die Hard 5 was like, we need to take action to stop these movies from coming <laughs> Sign out Sign the anymore. petition, get in the streets. <laughs> we need activists out there in Hollywood in front of, um, in front of Bruce Willis's house saying, stop making these movies. But, but I do feel like having seen every Die Hard helps me to have a better idea of what it means to make an action movie yes. because of how iconic this has been not just in its influence for other movies but also some of the similar like traps that other movies action movies can fall into oh, where yeah. it's not good just because it has action you can have a, a you know attack helicopter tearing a building apart and your two main characters in there running around and trying not to get exploded and that doesn't mean it's good that on its own doesn't yeah that's not enough yeah um the thing was like we didn't really like die hard the first movie like so much like we thought the hype was kind of you know overvalued for Mm -hmm. this movie but as we watched more in this series um it definitely raised my opinion of the first die hard and kind of uh again uh encapsulated like oh this is actually a very special movie because there's all these things that could have gone wrong um yeah so i really do like die hard with a vengeance i think that's a great one especially since it has samuel jackson as zeus Despite some, you know, problems with him not being actionable in that movie, there's still a lot to love about it. It takes place in New York City, and there's all the, there's all that complicated bad guy stuff. Um, but then it then starts to like try and be something it's that I don't think Die Hard should be, which is like more of like a spy thriller, right? Um, and it's just not as interesting. And you know, Bruce Willis at like Bruce Willis as John McClane uh, doesn't really fit into that mold very well. He really should just be cop cop guy you know right right not like super uh, action man especially yeah it's like the cop who shouldn't have to but steps in when they're the, as the last resort yeah and and he doesn't is the reluctant hero he wins by like the skin of his teeth he's like barely survives that all that stuff is what makes die hard great and obviously they kind of lose the thread as they go along live free or die hard i think has a certain iconicness with the premise the this whole fire oh, yeah. sale no. and like shutting down the whole world the first with, four movies hacking right are all based on something else mm-hmm. right i think die hard of vengeance is the same way they're all based off yeah, of it is some yeah. like other novel or something they adapted for the story so they all have these really high concept ideas even die hard 2 like yes as a like action thriller it's pretty cool. I mean, like the planes crashing and stuff. Oh man, that when that passenger plane crashes, that was devastating. That's mm-hmm. an incredible movie moment. Yes. Um, but then they're like fighting on the wing of the plane and <laughs> dousing each other with gasoline and stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, yeah, it just kind of it, it kind of loses its itself in there. Um, but 
yeah, I I did enjoy watching these, and I I do like being able to say I've seen all the diehards. Me too. Fun, it's a fun kind of piece of trivia. <laughs> it's such a it's such a movie like lovers movie series. It kind of is. So um, yeah, so the check next, out diehard. The next uh, series we did was Florence Pugh. Um, going back to our roots, no, not necessarily. Going back to an actor, <laughs> um, we did Fighting with My Family, uh, Midsummer, Little Women, and Black Widow, which are her four most popular and well-known movies, at least from our understanding. Um, and yeah, these are not part of a series or anything; they're not connected in any way. Uh, it's just has the same being released sequentially. Yes, it, I just have the same actress in it. Um, yeah, like um, Fighting with My Family came out before Midsummer, yeah, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed doing this. this was a great suggestion from our number three guest uh tony stank mr stank that's yeah. right um this was this is a great uh like idea because florence Pugh is a really talented actress um and seeing her uh kind of become an action star in black widow slowly over time but still having like that really um i don't know what the word is but like she just has that thing that makes her a great makes her a great uh face um you know she's very uh charismatic and she um brings a lot of emotion to her roles um and she still like maintains herself as a like a a, a leading female without ever like degrading herself it's uh it's really a, a pretty impressive and i really want to see her go somewhere big have her own you know marvel series or something else um maybe something better than that <laughs> yeah definitely something well it's it like one of the things that was really impressive to me is i felt like her inclusion in the marvel cinematic universe was earned in the sense that they always just get the biggest names yes and she's done the like good movies that would lead her to be just included at all right yeah uh like midsummer definitely one of my favorite movies that we've watched um little women also very much up there fighting with my family while i wouldn't argue i wouldn't say like it's the best movie ever definitely had a lot of great uh value to it and a large part of that was florence Pugh's performance yes so um yeah i i was a little i was a tiny bit skeptical going into this because i had never seen anything with florence Pugh, and uh, i feel like she really won me over in these films and like like i think you said it best just now is like hopefully something even better where like we haven't even seen the best of florence Pugh yet because she's going to be the iconic such and such role in some future project yeah i think that's very possible definitely and that's the thing that i she has like that versatility of like she can be an action star she fits into black widow so perfectly she does not feel out of place for a second um and she is the best part of that movie easily um and then with all these other movies, it's they're like you know they're heavy dramas. Uh, Midsummer is a horror movie, um, so showing that kind of range by you know and the versatility that her uh, kind of raw emotion can bring, um, and like especially the family aspect. All these movies have some sort of family aspect <laughs> yes. in them. Um, it's something that I really enjoy. So if she, if that is something that she continues to bring to big roles, um, it's going to be a joy to see how that uh, plays out. So I'm really looking forward to what's next. And I'm also looking forward to what our next series is, which we haven't quite landed on. I think we have a list in our in affable chat now somewhere of potential series. I had Adam Driver. No, I had an Adam Driver series. Oh, really? Yes. That's it. That's an interesting idea. I kind of like that idea. I haven't seen Marriage Story. I haven't either. Um, he's done a bunch of like kind of smaller movies, um, not just Star Wars. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting actor. So I think that. And he has that, you ever heard that he has that problem where he can't watch himself on screen or something? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, during interviews, when they try to show him clips, he just walks out. Yeah. I feel like he's gotten better at that. I, I feel like I've actually seen him watch a clip before, but um, no, that was like a famous thing from him. He it's could never weird. be an independent content creator. He could, ne- Yeah, he could never have his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, uh, what's next? Uh, okay, so... Those are all the podcast statistics, and um, while not quite as old, we also have been streaming on Twitch for a little while now. So the uh, first stream that so this was definitely a like COVID thing where <laughs> I was trapped in my apartment and kind of trying to find a way to stay engaged and continue to do things 
Um, and I decided that I had a pretty good computer. I have a pretty good computer and I pretty much had everything I needed to start streaming video games on Twitch. So on May the 20th, 2020, I fired up the uh, affablechat.tv or twitch.tv slash affablechat live stream for the first time. And we've been going live roughly every week mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the last 607 days. Yeah. So um, that's how old the, the Twitch stream is. Over that span of time, um, we've streamed 189 hours with uh, 73,000 and 61 minutes watch. So wow. that's the combination of everybody who's watched those 189 hours. That's a long time. That is, yeah. It's kind of hard to conceptualize what that even really means. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we've... But the best thing about the Twitch is that we have an opportunity to directly interact with our audience. Putting the chat in affable chat. It really is. Like, honestly, it feels too on the nose to be called affable chat and be on twitch because obviously we didn't intend to be affable chat initially or to be on twitch initially but um we have had an opportunity to talk to our audience and that's really cool and right now it's probably the place that i would point at for people who want to have their voice heard without actually being a guest just they have opinions they want to talk they want to confront me about something that we may have said that's the best place to do it. And uh, we already have people who go on there and do that all the time. And uh, so I want to go over our top five chatters. And this is top five in the sense of how many chats you have submitted into the chat. How many times you've hit enter after typing in a <laughs> sentence <laughs> into the chat. And at number five, we've got Parker O95, also known as Parker Owens, who was on our Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban episode. Uh, Parker was our first ever subscriber That's right. on the chat. So getting financially invested in the Twitch stream. Uh, we love uh, hearing from Parker and uh, definitely love his support on the chat. The next one is JC Halo Man 514 also known as Coos, our most frequently appearing guest on the podcast. <laughs> Made it on the list, this list, too. That's right. He, he's always showing up to watch the stream. Then at number three, we've got the Fortress of Doom, which is another moniker for our number three <laughs> podcast right, appearing guest. <laughs> he's number three on both lists. <laughs> yes. He's uh, Tony Stank uh, or Anthony. He's uh, number three most chats. Then at number two, we've got Carl Gear, my brother. And this one actually is really special to me because my brother lives on the other side of the country, many time zones away. Yep. And it's difficult for our schedules to line up and for us to be able to talk regularly. And it's nice that we have this kind of established time where he can come in and see what I've been up to, see what I've been uh, talking about, and get his voice in as well. He's always in there talking to me. So um, I think that's really cool that he's the number two chatter on the Apple Chat live stream. And finally, at number one is me. We've got Joey, <laughs> which Joey is like my number one moderator. Um, he's the other half of the Apple Chat podcast. So um, of course, he's in there. Uh, commenting on the stuff that we've got going on. Oh yeah, you see me in there, and I'll ban you too if you don't. If that's right. Say. Don't yeah, don't say it. Don't be out of pocket in the chat. Um, but yeah, that's why I don't know the Apple Chat live stream. It's nothing without the chatters. So we appreciate everybody who goes in there. Oh yeah, it's a fun time. I mean, it feels like I'm just hanging out with my friends, you know, on Tuesday nights, and it's not like I'm constantly paying attention. Sometimes I'm making food or cleaning my room or something. But right, right. It's um it's always fun seeing that. And it's always very satisfying when I send you a video and you like it. So that's that, yes. That's always good. It is definitely the new space in my life where I watch YouTube videos that people recommend because if you text me at 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning while I'm at work and hey, like, watch this video. Watch this video. It's never going to be watched. That's right. But if you drop a link in the streaming channel on the Apple Chat Discord, I can almost guarantee that it's going to get watched on the next Tuesday night live stream. That's so, right. um that's the uh that's the Apple Chat Twitch uh which I've been uh, really enjoying. I think another thing is it helps me practice my public speaking. The podcast does that, but so does the twitch so there's extra there's extra pressure because it's live that's true and honestly that was a really drawing part of it at first going live for the first like 
few months was honestly kind of terrifying because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. If people have come in, randoms have come into the chat and tried to get me to say some terrible stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you learn how to get around that stuff. And um, and I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's also interesting how normalized it has become. Right. Twitch streams are, you know, not just Twitch streams, but just live streams in general have become a lot more normal. And um, which is wild because people have been live streaming even on Twitch for over a decade. Yes. So it's just it's been happening. Um, and, you know, as we get closer to the metaverse and all these other things, um, it's just another way to consume content. That's true. And share content. So next, uh, let's talk about our guest appearances on other podcasts. Um, I was lucky enough to be on, featured on 10 other podcasts uh, this year. Um, and some of the highlights, of course, are Super Bracket Bros, our good podcast friends. Um, Talk Ag to Me, the, a agricultural podcast, and the Happy Fangirl podcast, which I just recorded an episode with them recently, and it will release soon. Of course, there's a bunch of other ones, too, that um, were very, very gracious in hosting me. They all have uh, strange premises. Um, uh, some of them are more normal than others. Some of them review movies. Some of them just are casual talks. Um, but all these people have been very gracious to, to talk to me and uh, to let me speak and uh, promote Affable Chat on their platforms. It's uh, such an interesting way because this is how we've made a lot of connections. Um, it's such an interesting way to get to know people. It's just kind of show up and like, hey, let's uh, talk about this thing. And like, I guess we'll talk again soon. You know, um, almost all of these have come through. Um, have come through Reddit, actually. So I messaged somebody will post something on the podcast guest subreddit. And then I will comment and say, hey, I uh, host a podcast. Uh, do you want to have me on your podcast? And then it'll be, you know, move into the DMs and then you, uh, you schedule a time. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes uh, people ghost you. Sometimes, <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes rescheduling and, uh, and stuff. Sometimes people have very different schedules than you. But it, uh, a lot of the times it's worked out and it's been a lot of fun. There's, certain, there's a certain feeling after you get off of talking like talking to someone you have never talked to again about a podcast and you feel like you really said what you wanted to say i don't know you just feel totally i feel like i'm vibrating like i'm <laughs> just totally energized um which i which is weird because i definitely consider myself an introvert like talking to people definitely takes more energy than gives me but in those moments i can definitely i feel like so much more alive um that's yeah. only that's only really happened a couple of times uh, but it is really special. It's a sort of high I'm always trying to chase. Sure. And I've seen that in you with just my friendship with you over the years, for the years where we were friends without collaborating on a podcast. Yeah. And since then, kind of this development of confidence and just an ability to get your ideas across in a way that's very uh, consumable, uh, which I guess sounds so like content oriented. But like no, even just in conversation, telling stories. Something that you've mentioned to me is how like, uh, just speaking in general, public speaking or just talking in a large group has become easier for you. And that's definitely true for me too. Um, it's been such a good practice for me to write out what I'm going to say and then say it um, and be able to you know, string thoughts together without too many interruptions. That's something I've always kind of struggled with. So having being able to just practice that over and over again has been absolutely amazing for my self-confidence and my own just personal development um and yeah i have a lot i have a lot to thank uh, you for for well, that well i appreciate that and it's it's definitely i look at it the same way as like going to the gym you know we do this on yeah. a regular basis so we're practicing public speaking we're making sure those muscles it's amazing like, tone. that you could just practice anything yeah and get better at it yeah it's as simple as that really and it, when i realized that i was like okay i'm okay with keeping this as a regular part of my you know, yeah life to keep myself good at a skill set that i value highly which is communication so um and yeah. also i just getting back to your guest appearances i think this has been really cool to see you be this kind of podcast journeyman <laughs> on behalf of affable chat yeah i think one of the cool things is about our podcast is that it is a true partnership you know there's no affable chat without joey uh or without benjamin it's like it doesn't stand uh, while there, we do make some episodes where it's just one of us um or the other there's it is a combined effort so it's cool that one of us can be working on something over here and then the other one is going out and you know yeah 
we're doing stuff simultaneously spreading the news about alpha chat on other podcasts yeah, as well yeah. and i you know i did my share a little <laughs> bit of guest appearances on other podcasts i was only i've only been featured on three other podcasts um in the time span that Apple has existed, which of course we talked about the He's Done It podcast earlier. I was also on uh, the Wait For It podcast where we did the review of the uh, Marvel's What If. Yes. And also uh, the Super Bracket Brothers, which we love the Super Bracket Brothers. They've, they're, I don't know, if you haven't listened to them, go check them out. Joey and I both have an episode with them and hope and definitely plan more for the future. Um, they're really cool guys. And they also have such a cool community that they are kind of, I mean, they connected us with the Wait For It podcast. Yeah. So they're, uh, they, they've been one of our favorites to uh, interact with Definitely. in the podcast space. Okay, so that is uh, going to bring us to the episode awards. The, uh, so we, kinda, we did this on the 50th episode where we talked about kind of looking back at some of the movies we've done and kind of giving them awards. Uh, I think that I have been pretty clear about my stance that giving awards to movies is kind of a frivolous endeavor because movies aren't a competition. No. But it's fun to take just the movies that are in our catalog and kind of pit them against each other to see who gets the various It's awards. sort of like a synthesis, you know. It's like a, you know, humans love patterns and love, you know, lists of things. So this is a great way to, like, look back and say, this is what we think of uh, our back catalog. That's right. So let's, uh, let's get it started here, Joey. So the very first category we have is Worst Movie, and the nominees are... Flock of Dudes, A Good Day to Die Hard, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Space Jam, A New Legacy. And the winner is... Flock of Dudes. <laughs> yes. Again, uncontested. <laughs> yeah, that we agreed the, on this, this one. This is the coups of movies. No. <laughs> in terms of guest appearances, I mean. In terms of being in a league of its own. <laughs> but unlike coups, this is a terrible, terrible award to win. And <laughs> Flock of Dudes is a truly bad movie, which we kind of expected going into it. But it really, it did the work itself. It proved oh, yeah. how bad it I mean, was. it just, I mean, featuring Crystalia. Uh, starring chris that's right yes. uh it was its own level that's why we kind of went into this movie but it was bad in a way that like i could never recommend you know yes and, and i'm almost embarrassed to say i've watched it <laughs> <laughs> well you can blame that one on me because this was in like the height of the crystalia <laughs> cancellation yes and it i didn't even know he had starred in a, his own movie yeah which had like i mean it had brett gelman in it like it, it had Eric, Eric Eric and um Eric Andre. Eric Andre is in it and also Saved by the Bell guy. Uh Mario oh, AJ, Lopez. Oh, yeah, AJ Slater. Yes. Oh, yes, Mario Lopez. And um uh Hannibal Burris is in it too. Yes. And also was it um not Lindsay Lohan, uh the other one, uh blonde with uh Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff is in that movie? Yeah. I blocked that out. <laughs> She's not in it very much. But the <laughs> Yeah, so like a cast like that is like, w- w- what? This movie exists, and um, I think we came to the conclusion that maybe it shouldn't. Yeah, but uh, worst movie, yeah, for Block uh, of Dudes. Our next award is going to be for our favorite episode. So this isn't isn't necessarily our favorite movie. It's just the episode that we feel like uh, came out the best. Yeah, and the nominees are Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker featuring Scott Miller. Avengers Infinity War featuring Corey, Dylan, Scott, Anthony, Gabriel, Evan, and Coos. Galaxy Quest, Soul, and Space Jam A New Legacy. And the winner is Soul. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um I really like this episode and I really like this movie. This movie is amazing. Um I think that for a Pixar movie, this movie has a lot of, even for a Pixar movie, it has a lot of depth, and it's not easy to get at what it's trying to say. Um, it's really, uh, it's not exactly subtle, but it's, it's sort of um, anticlimactic the way it ends, but if you're paying attention to all the clues and you kind of get together with what the motifs and themes are, it's such a powerful moment when he's sitting at the piano playing, thinking back over his life. Um, it's such a 
I don't know, it, it really touched me uh, when I watched it. And there's a lot of stuff to get out of it. And it's not just funny, but it's got a great cast. And um, it's a really beautiful story about like the beauty of life, um, which is something that is hard to remember in a, in, during a pandemic. Yes, um, yes. And many other problems. So like, I think we, uh, I, I think this is one of our best episodes because we, um, like we, it was a great movie and we found uh, our own meaning from it and drew that out of it. So we really did the work to appreciate this movie for what it was trying to do um, and, and gained a lot from that, I think. Totally. And I, I think that, is kind of the goal from the onset, you know, whenever we sit down and talk about these movies is like to add additional value, not just to appreciate something that's great, but also to dig in and try to um, cultivate something that the movie started. Yeah. So, um, and I think Soul's a great example of that. So there's a lot of good episodes of Raffle Chat. This is probably our most contentious category. Yes. But I do agree this was a great conversation about a movie. Next category is favorite new movie, which is a movie that we watched only because of the podcast where we weren't going to watch it and then it came up on the podcast. Right. We hadn't seen it before. Right. Yeah. That's the easy way yeah. to say it. <laughs> um, the nominees are Sorry to Bother You, Midsummer, I Care a Lot, Sucker Punch, Little Women, Hyper Normalization. And the winner is. Sorry to bother you. Yes. Awesome. This movie was fantastic. Yes, it was. It's got everything. It's got good music. It's funny. It has a message. It uh, is kind of scary. <laughs> and uh, it just, it's a lot. And it's the type of movie that you can think about and talk about long after it's, it's completed. It's got the kind of twist that even if you tell someone, they're not going to believe you. Yes. <laughs> it's a crazy um and it's so it gets so interesting uh especially as he rises to the ranks in the call center um and he becomes and he like he's using his white voice which is david cross uh, um yeah th that's like almost the gimmick of yes. it like I, I remember seeing the commercials for this movie and it was him using his white voice which yeah obviously it's not even him doing a voice it's literally david cross yeah possibly one of the whitest guys alive <laughs> and it goes way beyond that. It doesn't just rely on this one gimmick. It's yes. very cool. Oh man, it goes it goes so far into it. And I feel like it has a really contentious message. Yes. Uh, that's really hard to ignore. Um and any other movie that tries to like touch it, it just isn't doing as well as Sorry to Bother You is. Um oh I could watch this movie over and over again. Just Tessa Thompson's earrings alone yes. are worth watching this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. It has so it's yeah, the the visuals in it are very stunning. Like everything about this movie is so good. And the acting has a great cast. It's um it's definitely one I, I literally did like a five panel Instagram story recommending this movie really? after we saw it on my personal account because I think more people should see this movie. It's awesome. So um, Boots Riley, right? Boots Riley as the director. Um, okay, so that our next award is most memorable performance from an actor, and the nominees are Christian Bale as Dick Cheney in Vice, Chris Tucker as Ruby Rod in The Fifth Element, Michael Fassbender as Frank in Frank, Florence Pugh as Danny in Midsummer, Rosamund Pike as Marla Grayson in I Care a Lot, and Jason Segal as David Foster Wallace in The End of the Tour. And the winner is Chris Tucker as Ruby Rod in The Fifth Element. We've already you, talked a little bit about this guy earlier in this yes. podcast. And I guess I just want to expand a little bit more in just the impact that Ruby Rod has had on my, uh, on just me. Because even though Ruby Rod, like we talked about how it's like a really good use of Chris Tucker, being able to take the essence of Chris Tucker and use it for something beyond just being him. Yeah. But also Ruby Rod, I, I kind of just struck a chord with me because I like doing the podcast <laughs> we are um trying to be you know as much of ourselves as we can on this podcast and ruby rod is unlike any other character i've ever seen <laughs> and he's an intergalactic podcast that's right so that kind of stuck with me and also the even if you just want to pick one scene when we first meet ruby rod and he's uh you know teaming up with bruce willis uh or corbin dallas <laughs> that 
sequence is just nonstop, like S tier amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing on so many levels. I mean, first of all, Chris Tucker is an improviser. All of his other movies, the movies that we did on this podcast too, um, he's constantly changing the script, constantly going off on tangents, like doing his own thing because that's how he is. And but then for this movie, they really had to put the blinders on him and say this is what you need to do you need to do this um and he totally nails it it's amazing and the thing is that like if he was it's the perfect amount of him too for this movie because he's so like energetic and charismatic and takes up the entire screen every time he's on screen but so if he was there the whole time it would be exhausting and you wouldn't even remember what you watched. You would just be asleep by the end because <laughs> you're out of energy. Yeah, your brain has melted into your <laughs> into your spinal cord. But the uh, but like having just a little touch of him and have him show up so late in the movie and then carry us through the action scenes um, is incredible. And it's a, it's like the perfect amount of of having him on there. The chef's kiss of of insane Chris Tucker. It's like you said, he's like, he's diluted into just this pure essence it's not even really a character as much as he is just like a ball of energy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so i i really appreciate that and there's so many good actors like yeah it, this was hard to choose it's very hard to choose because you can go in a lot of different directions for what you're looking for an actor to provide and i think our other honorable mentions all i'm glad we were able to mention them because yeah. we saw a lot of great performances um and uh and i definitely pushed really hard for this <laughs> yes <so. laughs> Um, our last category is favorite non-movie review, and the nominees are Invincible, Infinite Jest, Hypernormalization, Minecraft featuring Ratman. <laughs> Which is you. <laughs> it's my one of my personas. <laughs> Interview with Honey Guide and Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Featuring B. Stewart. And the winner is Animal Crossing New Horizons featuring B. Stewart. This, uh, this episode's amazing. Um, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, Animal Crossing as a game is like, and the way we explored it sort of is an introduction to the metaverse in yeah, a way, right? Definitely. It's like a, a digital space where people can organize and play together and everything. And although like your actions are very simple, especially for something like even Minecraft, um, there's so much uh, collaboration that happened in the wake of the release of this game, and then as DLC came out, and as they released more and more, um, you know, people kind of jumped in and out of it to really um, build something kind of wholesome, a little wholesome little island, uh, pun intended, inside of like a raging world outside. Um, and I found so many. I think this is the episode I probably did the most research for. I found so many different articles about different ways people were using Animal Crossing to express themselves and to organize protests and uh, uh, to um, Mani- manipulate stocks, the manipulate economic stocks. impact of That's Animal right. Crossing. <laughs> they, were, they were selling uh, characters to each other. There was like a whole like a uh, uh, human trafficking organization that was happening in the background. Um, and yeah, we, we brought in uh, my cousin B um, to talk um, about uh, even deeper into the lore of Animal Crossing and the aspect of time traveling and whether or not that is unfair or not. <laughs> um, there's just so much to go into. And of course, we, all, we also had a video aspect of this episode too. So you can go on, on YouTube and watch us explore each other's islands um, and see all the different little areas that we have, including Benjamin's Brickyard. That's right, our Brick Town. Brick Town, that's yes. right. <laughs> it was all bricks. Yes, the, as a... Uh, um, uh, homage to Oklahoma City. That's right. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode as well. And I do, I like uh, kind of you know, getting our feet wet in the video game review area because it's very different from movies. It's completely. a lot harder too. It's way harder. Well, because there's just not one experience you can have. Yeah. And I think that's that was something that I we uncovered from this as well is the way that I personally interact with Animal Crossing is definitely not the same way as everybody else. Everybody kind of goes at it in their own way. And we also saw that in the Minecraft episode. Really, that came out was the different ways that people play the game. So, uh, but that being said, I think every time we have done a video game review, it's been a really fun breath of fresh air. Um, and especially seeing like the cultural moment that Animal Crossing was having yeah. in the 
era of coronavirus. Uh, I think it makes it stand out to me. Definitely. And B's a great guest. Oh, yeah. B, she, if you're listening, come back on the podcast. Yeah, right. We want to have you again. <laughs> so, um, so there you have it. Our favorite yeah, yeah. non-movie review episode. And that is going to bring us to the end of this uh, retrospective. Four years in the books. And um, I think I want to tease something that's, uh, that's coming up for Affable Chat. Okay. Uh, because at the time that this episode is released, this may or may not be accessible yet. But yesterday in real life, uh, the, time, the normal time, uh, timeline, I guess. <laughs> the normal timeline? <laughs> it's literally today when we're recording this. <laughs> we, yesterday, we purchased AffleChat.com. That's right. And um, hopefully by the time you hear this, there will be something on the end of that link. Uh, we're currently building the website. But it'll be a place where you can go to see the old catalog of episodes we've got. You can see um, you know, kind of what we're about, a little bit about us as creators. Mm-hmm. And also check out Affable Chat now. That's right. And- Finally, <laughs> it's accessible to other people. We've been... <laughs> We've been teasing. We, we, we have this uh, Google Doc in our shared file called Affable Chat Now, which is just what we're doing next. Yes. And like a list of things. But kind now we're going to make it into a real website. You can go to affablechat.com slash now. Yes. And you'll be able to see uh, what was, what's coming up next, what our most recent episode is. Yeah, whatever, whatever series else. we're doing, anything else we want you to know about what's going on in the world of Affable Chat. Currently, it'll be on affablechat.com slash now. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. So, um, you know, we keep, like like Joey said earlier, we keep trying to improve, tr- keep trying to change what we're doing. Um, and hopefully we've got another four years ahead of us. That's right. Maybe more. And many more. Yeah. And, okay. Well, I think that is going to bring us to the end of this episode. Um, of course, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you like this podcast, then tell your friends about it. All you have to say is, have you considered listening to Affable Chat? You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Affable Chat, or send us an email, affablechat at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube channel uh, where we post episodes and sometimes videos. Yeah, like the Animal Crossing. Yeah, go check video. it out. Go check that out. And Affable Chat is live on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Affable Chat. That's going to do it for this episode. For Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening.